Hi, this is Ronnie Ann Ryan, intuitive coach, and welcome to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. In this show, we'll talk about mystical methods, spiritual practices, and magic to grow spiritually, live well, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, connect with spirit, and embrace the magic that is all around you. To learn more about intuitive coaching with me or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoy the show, please rate it or write a review and subscribe and share it with a friend. May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. On this episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast, I'm speaking with Dr. Andrea Shakarian. She's a chiropractor, a certified hypnotherapist, angel mediumship, and advanced angel readings. She has developed her own technique of energy healing to remove emotional blocks stored within the body. Her gifts of clear audience, clairvoyance, and mediumship allow her to receive information from your spirit team to help you develop your own intuitive abilities so that you can start living your life with intention. I'm so excited. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here today, Ronnie. Something that's not listed in your bio is about past lives. Yes, that's right. And um, you and I have had a previous conversation about that, but that is one of the things I am really interested in talking about past life connections and soulmates, because my Mm -hmm. listeners are interested in love and soulmates. So I think this will be a fabulous topic. How did you ever get started? You know, here you are a chiropractor, you know, real medicine. And now you've like gone off into the wilds of the stuff I'm into. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I've always had an an interest in the spiritual matters. Um, Ever since I was a young girl, I was very drawn to metaphysical books and, you know, learning about the spiritual world. I grew up hearing stories of my you know, aunts and uncles and cousins talking about seeing spirits or having encounters with spiritual beings and angels. And so it was very much in my psyche from a very early age. I got interested in past lives when I, I believe the first time I really understood about past lives or started learning more about past lives was when I heard Brian uh, Weiss on Oprah one time talking about past lives and many lives and many masters is his book. And I always had felt I had dreams about my past lives. And one particular, my dreams were always my connection to what was going on in the other realms. I would have dreams as a kid where, where family members who'd crossed over would come to me and give me messages to tell other family members. And then I, I would have dreams where I would see things that would end up happening. I would recognize places that that I would go to and that from seeing them in a dream prior, I actually dreamt about my um, scores on my board exams from being a doctor. I dreamt the exact score I got before it came in the mail. So yeah. Yeah. So I've had really cool dreams. Well, the past life dream that I would always have had to do with being a Jewish girl living in a, you know, in a time I believe to have been during the Holocaust period and I remember being with my family and we were hiding underneath like the floorboards of a house. Oh. We were under the actual floorboards hiding. 
And in the dream, I hear foot, we hear footsteps come in and then we hear machine gun go through the floorboard. And I felt the bullets actually going through my body. And then I would wake up. Oh, that's so intense. And I have that dream. It was like a recurring dream that I would have every so often. And so when I started learning about past lives, I understood that that was a connection to that was a residual from a past life that I was having in my dream world. And so when I began exploring it and, you know, making the connections to it, those reoccurring dreams started to go away because it was like I was becoming aware of of it and it no longer needed to get my attention. So it, when I became uh, certified in hypnotherapy, I wanted to figure out how to help people regress through hypnotherapy. And so I've done work with that and I'm able to help clients do that. But I find the way that I really enjoy doing past life research with my patients and my clients is through muscle testing their body. That's interesting. Very different. It's very cool. Yeah, it's very different. It's something I just kind of like experimented with to see, can I do this with this work, you know? And it does. So I just ask the body questions and I see if I get a yes or no response. And from that, I can kind of narrow it down to like a time frame, And then when I narrow it down to like a, an area of the world, if it's in this, you know, realm on the earth plane, when I narrow it down to an area of the, of the world and a time frame, then I go to Google and then I can muscle test the links that come up and we just keep going until something like really resonates. And then it makes sense to the person as well, because they make a connection to that and the current life that they're experiencing. So that's wow. another fun way that I like to explore past lives. Yeah. That is very unique. I'm a huge believer and fan of muscle testing, although a lot of people say that you can do that on yourself and many people can, but not me. I cannot do that. It doesn't work for me at all. Yeah. And it's the same with the pendulum. I can make the pendulum mm-hmm. do anything I wanted to. So what I did was <laughs> there's a place in Italy called Dominhar, and they make a pendulum that's out of copper and has a battery in it or something. It's very weird. Like it doesn't... Uh-huh. The battery's just there like a weight, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, it's supposed to be a pendulum that is not influenceable. So that's what I use. Because if I just use my necklace or a crystal or whatever, and I'm intense about getting an answer, I'm going to get whatever answer I want, which isn't always helpful, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It is hard to to test yourself. That is so cool, though, that you can narrow things down that way. I'm very impressed. That is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun. I I really enjoy that. Yeah. When people talk about past lives, there's all these theories or whatever. And I think a lot of the theories have to change because things Mm. are different now with each generation. And, but, you know, it used to be, they'd say, oh, you would never come back that quickly that you would be here and be in the Holocaust. And I know quite a few people who think they mm. were in the Holocaust. I being, <laughs> I'm you, one of them. Really? Oh, interesting. But I have a close friend who also feels that way. And I've never seen anything or felt anything like you're talking about. And, you know, that's also okay with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> although it might clear it up faster, I'm not in any hurry. That's really fascinating. So tell me about how you segued into the soulmate piece of this. 
I've always enjoyed the idea of having a soulmate. Like I think that must stem from when we're young girls and we fall in love with the romantics, you know, yes. stories we see on Disney princesses and things of that yes. nature. Yes. There's a one out there for all of us, right? But the other thing, when I started reading more in my spiritual studies about soulmates, I felt like I was the type of person who could easily connect with others from the beginning or on the opposite of that, easily be turned off by others, you know, from the yeah. beginning. There was just this way of interpreting the energy. And I just have always felt like I have a lot of really close friends that felt like family to me. And even in relationships, like I had a lot of friendships that turned into being more than friendships, but it was like, there was always just this knowing and this recognizing of someone on the soul level. And that's what made me want to really understand more about soulmates and how we incarnate in this lifetime with groups of people, even soul families, yeah. you know, who, who help us on our quest of our purpose for this life. So I got into all that. And then of course, I've discovered the twin flame thing in my twenties. And, and that led to this whole obsession almost of wanting to find my twin flame and, and discovering who that could be. And, you know, which now I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of misinformation, I think also yes. out there about twin flames. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Because a twin flame can burn you. <laughs> it's oh, yes. not necessarily the best romantic relationship at all. Exactly. Um, and you can have all kinds of soulmates. They aren't all romantic. That's right. Soulmates can so, come in any form. Yeah. Very, yeah. And so I know with the twin flame, they say that those can be the most traumatic, most difficult relationships mm. there are because you come with a real intense purpose to work through something. So while it sounds right. like so romantic, it really might be hell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's really like the, the, the most teaching relationship you can have in this lifetime. Right. Yeah. Right. And I don't know about you, but sometimes lessons, they're necessary, but I don't know how fun they are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think sometimes the purpose is not just, it's not to be in union as much as it is to experience and grow from that and to yeah. ascend for your soul to be able to ascend to that next level. There's a lot of that coming to the forefront with just the collective consciousness. I think more people are becoming aware of that. And I think more people are actually encountering that person, that so-called twin flame person in their life because of where we're at in the spiritual consciousness. I have a hard time with, which doesn't mean it's, it couldn't be true, but I have a hard time with the idea that one of the definitions that I heard was that the twin soul really is another piece of yourself. I read this book countless years ago called Something Over Soul 7. I can't remember. Mm. I think it was by Jane Roberts. But anyway, mm -hmm. it's about seven incarnations happening all at once because there is no time. And so they're all the same soul mm -hmm. in very different lives and bodies. And so the idea that your twin flame is really just another piece of your soul. I don't know. I find that troublesome. You do? Yeah, I don't know why, but I just find that like. It's got to be worse to fight with yourself than anything. I mean, my gosh. Studied a lot about Zen, traditional spiritual Zen Buddhism too. And they believe, of, of course, that your soul is just pure consciousness, which yes. I do believe that. 
And if you think about how, you know, we're all one, basically, we are all individual souls of one consciousness. In some ways, it's almost like we're all parts of each other. And so that, for some reason, helps me understand okay. the concept a little bit easier of maybe yeah. that not just your twin flame, but maybe everyone that you come across you know, in contact with in your lifetime on some level is a piece of you, is a part of you, or is reflecting something back to you. But I do feel like there's those particular relationships where, you know, there may be more of that. But I see what you're saying. It's a hard concept to it's really hard concept. But it interesting. Is. I know I've tried to study the Kabbalah. I've had a lot of, it just doesn't mm -hmm. go in my head. It's like a really weird thing. It won't. Stick. Yeah, I don't resonate with Kabbalah very much either. I've tried as well. Oh, did you? I was fascinated by it and I was really interested and I just can't remember it. It's just bizarre. So anyway, yeah. what, one thing I do recall is that there was a vessel with light in it and the vessel broke and all the bits of light got out. And that's what we are. Oh, yeah. to see are all the sparks of light. Oh, interesting. Filtered yeah. out into the universe. And so we're all just trying to go home. So we were all united in this idea of a vessel, all part of mm -hmm. the oneness, all part mm -hmm. of the God force or source energy or however you yeah. want to look at it. And so that would be that, you know, that we are all one and there. And there's a group, I don't remember what they're, where they're from, but they do the oneness blessing. Have you heard of that? Group? No, I think I'm familiar with that. So I had the oneness blessing. It was like a workshop where everybody was laying on the floor and they, somebody came around with your, and your eyes were closed and you're meditating and they gave you the oneness blessings. So you can't see what's going on. I didn't feel much, but I read a good chunk of the book and it was really interesting. And of course, it goes back to how we are all one and there definitely is a collective consciousness and how could there right. be, if we weren't all connected in some way. And then even if you think about it, just from the standpoint of physics, how everything right. is connected. I knew this woman who was a motivational and business consultant and she would go do team building kind of exercises and mm -hmm. she would get a big ball of yarn and she'd yeah. get a circle of people and she'd have them, you toss the ball and then somebody holds where they are and then they toss right. the ball, toss the ball. So it makes this big web, you know, yeah. web that's a mess, right? And you uh -huh. pull one peace from one place and everyone feels it and I yeah. think that's just an amazing exercise and you can see how that would help people mm -hmm. understand yeah. you know the point of teamwork and why we really have to work together if we could only get that to right imprint you know, on more minds <laughs> one of the things that I I feel like anything is possible and I feel like I've learned that through my mediumship work I've had I've had readings before with clients and the person coming in one time, I remember this one was really like kind of opened my eyes because that soul was trying to tell me it was like a untimely death where it was like someone who'd crossed over, you know, in their early twenties, I believe, or thirties or something. And the, and the person that I was doing the reading for had been involved in a romantic relationship with this person and was of course, heartbroken and devastated. And that soul was impressing upon me to tell that person that they were going to come back in this lifetime in a different body as a walk-in huh? and that they would recognize them on the soul level when that happened. And I almost didn't want to believe that. Like I almost was having a hard time telling that person because I'd never even Ooh. thought of that before. It the never children. even 
crossed my mind. The chills have not stopped yet. (laughs) It was just like, wow, anything is possible. You know, when it comes to souls and dimensions and timelines and we just, we just don't know. We can't really fathom it with our brains that are, you know, smushed into these little bodies. It's just so hard for us to con- conceptualize something like that. The first time I ran into that idea, now you're going to totally laugh, was okay. in a movie with Warren Beatty. Okay. And maybe Julie Christie. And he was a football player and he was in a football pile up and was injured and the angel took him before he was dead and he wasn't supposed to be taken. Oh, so wow. then they had to find him another body. It was an yeah. awesome movie. And I want um, to go watch that. Oh, it's so good. I, I, I'll have to look up what the name of it is. But anyway, yeah. and so he keeps saying to Julie Christie, you know, if I come back, do you think you'd recognize me through the eyes? It would be through the eyes. It was yeah. just, I, it's, you know, Warren Beatty is really something anyway, but yeah. he was. Anyway, that's quite a concept and what a message to receive. I'm going to come back. And what's great about a walk-in, what that means is somebody was done with somebody is going to be done with their body. They're going to move on. They're going to pass on. And so somebody else can walk in and take that over. Now, I don't know what happens, what that's like for the family. It must be odd because suddenly there could be another personality and exactly that's what they say that happens is their personality shifts and changes and they don't understand where it's coming from usually they say it happens like when someone's had almost like a near-death experience oh interesting so So in some ways the family just rationalizes it as that's what changed them yeah you know but yeah it's it's interesting that whole concept of walk-ins is very interesting you know this is a tangent but there's so much we don't understand i I was talking to my cousin who was telling me about a friend of hers and her daughter passed away in a bad car accident. She was only 31. And so they donated her organs. And there was a man who was in his fifties who got her heart Hmm. after he received her heart and started to get better and started exercising and whatever. He suddenly does, you know, develop this interest in yoga Oh wow! he suddenly would only drink a certain kind of wine and, and was craving dark chocolate and there were yeah. some other things and it's like what how yeah. is that possible so you you have psychological imprinting mm-hmm. in all your cells not yes. just your brain no every cell has dna in it every cell of your body has a nucleus and inside that nucleus is dna and inside that dna is is genetics material that can come from not just one person's life but many lives from their ancestors it's 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 so fascinating that we can have that capability of recording emotional memory in our yeah. cells isn't it well all of those things were the things from the donor of the heart right yeah i know i've heard many stories like that of, of organ transplant p- clients who develop personality characteristics and traits from their donors mm-hmm. yeah wow anyway it has nothing to do with past lives but it is yeah I don't know, it's all it's all connected anyway right so, so tell me about have you helped anybody with this concept of the past lives and the soulmates and what's mm-hmm. come to you about that or tell us tell me you know an example of something okay let me try to think here with one there was a couple that came to me 
and I'm trying to remember how the story went, but they were, they were a lesbian couple and they were having some differences in their relationship or whatever. And they wanted to figure out, like they believed in past lives, obviously. And they were wanting to know why they kept having this like reoccurring issue in their relationship where I think one of them was becoming, you know, very controlling and the other one would take offense to that and pull away and whatever. So anyway, they wanted to delve into their past lives. And so for them, they were a particular couple that I felt like the muscle testing was working better with them. So I did that whole procedure and I ended up taking them back to, I believe it was in Royals in, it wasn't Egypt, but it was, you know, a Mediterranean Mm -hmm. past life region. One of them had basically been a servant for the other and they were trying to figure out what was going on. And there was like this hidden love affair that was taking place that wasn't sanctioned by. And then there was betrayal that happened in that relationship. And one of them wanted to actually retaliate to try to kill the other person. And so it was very brutal what came about from that. And we learned all of that, you know, from their past life. And it gave them a lot of insight into her together and the reason that they're trying to make amends in this lifetime and very healing for people, I think, sometimes to be able to explain things on some sort of level that yeah. they otherwise couldn't. Well, I will yeah. tell you, like somebody contacted me recently and we've been going back and forth, back and forth on email. She wants a past life reading with her current partner. Mm. I'm thinking, oh, I don't know how long they've been together. She didn't answer me. And I'm a little hesitant. I said, okay, but you know, I did check. I checked within because I, my gut was like, no, you know, but (laughs) I heard, okay, do it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. But I I definitely have trepidation because I said to her, you know, when you want to go back, it sounds very romantic, but generally speaking, you're going to go back to see unpleasant things. That's the thing. Yeah. People don't realize that. I don't think they think it's going to be so beautiful. I'll be in a castle with unicorns and, you know, I don't know, you know, not going to be like that. But, Uh uh, you know, I guess we'll find out. It is so amazing. I did a reading for this woman. She was having terrible arguments with her husband and she wanted to know what that was about. And I went back and I saw her with her husband, but they were brothers, men, and they were in the oil business and they were at at each other's throats because the father left him the business, but didn't write out how it was going to go. And then before that, they were in the Civil War as brothers and they were on different sides of the Civil War. And I'm like, and so I said to her, things are a lot better now. <laughs> Although I should have asked her if one of them was a Democrat and one of them was a Republican. Yeah, exactly. That would have been <laughs> great. Just it wouldn't surprise me, I guess. But no, you never know. there's a lot to be learned though from those situations and those patterns from our past lives that we bring forth into this lifetime and to understand i think people get fascinated by the idea of past lives and they think it's gonna like be a cool story to tell or to identify with in some way but i know you know as a healer that's not really the purpose right purpose is to understand what it is you're trying to work on in this life and to overcome what do you think are some of the common themes that people have to work work through in this lifetime? Oh, that you um... question. Well, it's I think it's it's kind of all over the place, but is it... I would say power struggle is definitely uh, a theme, and worthiness is a huge 
Oh yeah, for sure. I've encountered Mm -hmm. a lot of that, you know, from myself too. And for others, this idea of standing up for yourself Mm -hmm. and taking care of yourself and learning to put yourself first. A lot of people are going through that in this lifetime, but it's coming from past experiences as well, not just from this lifetime. So I think abandonment is another one that's really Uh difficult. Oh, betrayal. Yeah. A lot of betrayal. Yeah. but, But this is what's good about the past lives. Because when you have a betrayal situation and you want to go back and look at why was there this betrayal now, sometimes mm-hmm. people have shifted sides. So if you were betrayed in this life, it's possible that you betrayed somebody in a past life. I mean, mm-hmm. not all reincarnation is that kind of tit for tat thing, but that does come up. And what happens as I've seen it is it really helps people understand and then possibly makes it a little easier to forgive yeah because when they can see what they've been responsible for in the past in other ways it Mm -hmm. definitely helps them have compassion for somebody who treated them badly which doesn't mean you have to go back to them or stay with them or anything else but forgiveness is the way out exactly because if you can't forget like no one's saying forget what happened no But if you can forgive, it frees up all of your energy because when you have a lot of anger and hatred towards somebody, that uses up a lot of your emotional and energetic. Yeah. It keeps you locked up in that in trap is what I like. Yeah. It doesn't mean that the betrayal was okay because you did it to somebody else or whatever. That's not what I'm saying at (laughs) all. It's just, it can be a way to have compassion for yourself. As yes. well as the other person, because sometimes, you know, I've done readings for or worked with people who were the ones who cheated. Yeah. And they're really upset with themselves. And I've also worked with women who have been married three and four times and they're embarrassed and they feel like failures. And, you know, I don't see that at all. Right. To me, they're working hard. And yeah. they've made some mistakes and they learn from them and then they're willing to try again. Yeah, that's, 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 that's brave. It is very brave and courageous. And it shows the level of growth that they've been through in this lifetime. Yeah. You know, a yeah. lot of people are afraid to, to step outside of that comfort zone to experience the growth they need that's, to. That's right. Because it's so much more intense when you're mm-hmm. in a romantic partnership and the opportunities to learn in that relationship can be really powerful, just as powerful probably as, you know, being a parent. Right. Also a very Big, intense relationship, right? Very, right. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot to be said for looking at those difficult relationships from the past. And that's basically how I learned to do past life stuff was to look at what issue are you having? Let's go see where does right. it start from or whatever. So, yeah. You tap into the Akashic Records, right? I do. I do it a little different than a lot of other people do because I just go into the records. Yeah. Do you do you do the records too? I used to to do more formal Akashic Record readings. I don't really do the whole formal prayer. Right. I don't longer. do the formal thing either because no. from my perspective, it's nice, but I don't think it's necessary. Right. I think it's good in the beginning when you're learning. Yeah. 
how to utilize your intuition and learning how to tap into that energy space. I think it gives you a good framework, definitely. But I think the more yeah. you do, just like anything, the more you do something, the more you can just turn it on and turn it off. And people talk to me about my mediumship. They're like, don't, why do you want to do that? Like, wouldn't you want to be like harassed by ghosts all the time? And I'm like, it's not like that. You don't just get information randomly. At least, at least it's not like that for me. Right. It could be that way. But I chose to set boundaries and you can set boundaries in the spiritual yes. for yourself. Absolutely. And that's important for anybody doing this work. You need to have boundaries because you're right. Who wants to be accosted by a steady stream of spirits who want to reach out to somebody? That's not healthy for either side. No, no. And you have to take care of yourself and you have to be able to turn it on and turn it off. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. really, really important to be able to monitor and have it's yeah. a boundary issue. It is. And it just takes practice. But after a while, it just becomes second nature. Yeah. Even in your dreams, you can learn to become lucid and say no. Mm -hmm. Very true. I, I remember when I first learned how to lucid dream, I had watched this movie called about dreaming. I think it was called the wake, the waking, the awake life or something like that. In the movie, they taught about a technique to show you that you're dreaming was to find a light switch and to try to, you know, flip the light switch and nothing happened. Like the lights didn't come on or didn't, or didn't go off. The lighting in the dream stayed the same. Then you knew you were dreaming because that's something you couldn't manipulate in the dream was the lighting that stuck in my mind when I was watching that movie. And I remember doing it one night in a dream, like I saw a light switch on the wall and I, and I hit it and nothing happened. And I said, oh, I'm dreaming. And then from there, I could control the dream. And that was like a cool technique that I learned in the beginning to try to figure out how to lucid dream. But you're right. You can control things and you can, you can say, this is a dream. I'm having a dream. I just want to wake up and be done with this. First of all, I want to say the movie is Waking Life. I looked it up. And the yes. movie with Warren Beatty is Heaven Can Wait. Wait, yeah. I knew it was about heaven. So I just read Past Lives, Present Miracles. Denise Lynn introduced me to some things I didn't, I never knew about. Like you can imagine, and I'm sure you have too, read tons and tons of these books. I haven't read any in a long time, but I read all of them, everything I can find, <laughs> including In Search of Bridie Murphy, which was like written in the 50s. Oh, wow. Denise Lynn says, you can change the result of the past life right now. And she talks about going in to a meditative state, calling up the visions, the memories, however, your feelings, however it is for you, making it vivid and strong, and then visualizing what you want to have happen. So mm -hmm. she tells story after story because she has done these massive regressions where she'll have, she says, 500 to 1,000 people in one room. Okay. That's a lot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And she must be very powerful. She told stories about people who did this. And one woman was having a lot of trouble with her young son. I don't know. He was like seven or eight. And he would repeat words and sentences. So it wasn't really a stutter, but he'd, he'd, he'd say, say, say that, you know, some of the words he'd repeat and it was driving her crazy. And she didn't understand what it was from. And she, it made her want to throttle him, you know, which she doesn't want to do. It's her right. child. She loves him. And this was freaking her out. And so she went back to look at this past life with him. And I'm not sure. I think he was hung or something happened. And so she went back and in her mind, she changed 
the outcome of whatever it was. Like, I don't know how you can mess with time, but maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe you're not really messing with time. You're just messing with the residue in your energy field, right? And so by the time she got home from this weekend, he stopped doing it. No way. Yes. Yes. Is that unbelievable? That's kind of like like quantum jumping and all that that they talk about, right? I did it too. Did? And what happened? Well, I had a past life where I had my head chopped off because I've had all kinds of things happen. Uh (laughs) And being involved with magic a little bit too often and or at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. So I had my head chopped off for doing um, high magic. So it was all this ceremonial stuff, which I don't know anything about in this life. And I'm good with that. But anyway, I went back. It was in the 1400s in Italy. No wonder why I love the Renaissance. It was such Uh a magnificent time. And I went back in and I I thought, all right, how could I have this different? There was a whole room of us in a circle. Everybody's head gets chopped off because the guards come in. I'm like, what could be different? And I thought, I'm going to invite the guards to do the magic with us. Oh, wow. And they, who knows where this stuff comes from? You know, you get ideas in your head. So they put down their weapons and they did the magic with us. And what I saw was like dominoes in a spiral that rippled throughout the entire world. Like I'm getting chills just telling you this, that it changed so many lives and so much energy. Like, I'm not telling you I'm the most powerful person in the world. I'm just telling you what my experience was, you know? It was so dramatic and cool. I was like, whoa, that was amazing. So you got to read that. It's really, really good. And it's so helpful because it doesn't matter what's happened to you in what past life or whatever, or even today, because then I thought, well, if this works for the past... You can use that for past experiences that you've had in this life. Right. Exactly. Now talk about powerful. Why do I have to limit it to past life work? I brought it right into this life work and yeah. I used it again on something else, which the what I did escapes me now. I could go look in my journal, but it's extremely powerful as a method and it works no matter where, you know, yeah, past or present. So do a little TikTok on that the other day and but they weren't talking about past lives but they were talking about like in a past situation where you felt like something didn't go the way you wanted it to to meditate and and visualize it turning out the way you did want it and see how it changed the way you were feeling yeah that's a beautiful technique i love that now who did the TikTok? because you cut out i don't i was, oh, I was scrolling through you know and i saw that and i was like that's interesting that's interesting maybe they had read her book that's why Maybe you know they had, although she might not be the only one. I have also noticed that when really powerful ideas come into play, chances are you're going to hear it from more than one person. Yes. yes. Because I think people who are tuned in, it's like, it's kind of like the oxygen mask dropping in the airplane. Yes. You know, everybody can inhale it. You know, anybody who's tuned in or whatever can grab on and get some. And I think that, you know, that happens in science too, where they'll have, mm-hmm. you know, like there's Marconi and then the other, and then who was the other one? Tesla, who did the radio? I don't remember who it was, but it wasn't just Marconi. Like, just like the yeah. light bulb wasn't just Edison and all of these scientists, they've had other the people and sometimes people get yeah. credit for it and the other person did it first, whatever, because 
they say these ideas are in the consciousness. And if you're right. open, you can get them. So Andrea, do you have a free gift that you want to share with the listeners? Sure. Yes, I absolutely do. I have a course, an online course that helps open up your third eye and teaches you about developing your intuitive gifts. And right now for your listeners, I have a discount code that you can go in and get 50% off of the course price. If you just put in RON50, RON short for Ronnie. So oh. RON50 is the discount code and that will give them 50% off that course. And they can access the link to that course on my website at yourchoiceislight.com. Fabulous. Well, I'll put that all in the show notes. I always write a big, long blog post to go with every podcast. So everything about you will be in there. And I want to thank you so much, Andrea, because this was terribly fun. We went to all kinds of places. (laughs) I loved it. What happened, happened. I love that. It's beautiful. Thanks again. Yes, it was my pleasure. It's always great to connect with you. Thanks. Do you have a big decision that you're struggling with? Or do you have trouble making decisions? Or maybe you just want confirmation that you're headed in the right direction and made the right choice. Well, I've created a special gift for you called How to Ask the Universe for a Sign. In this free half-hour audio program, you're going to learn exactly how to ask the question, how to set everything up so that you can get an answer within 24 hours and finally know one way or another what you should be doing about a particular situation. This has worked so well for me. I'm happy to share it with you. To listen, just go to nevertoolate.biz slash sign. So that's N-E-V-E-R-T-O-O-L-A-T-E dot B-I-Z slash S like in Sam, I-G-N. And it's my pleasure to share that with you. It's a simple tool to use that offers amazing and wonderful results. Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode and share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. Thank you.